and stand up. Aren't you thankful to serve a God that anything is possible with Him? Just the mention of His name and something has to shift. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, we come to magnify Your name. Yes, there is no shadow.
Sister Proctor, Brother Proctor, it's good to see you here this morning. Amen. And before I ask you to step forward to receive prayer, that song, I've shared this before, but the song that we just sang, that they just sang, where it constantly repeats, dance in your presence. And the first time I heard it, I thought it was weird. Because it's saying dance in your presence, but the tempo of the song is not a dancing tempo. And I was like, well, I don't know how you want me to whenever it's not a really a dancing tempo. And I got convicted immediately because it began to move in my heart that does, does a tempo of a song dictate that that means I can worship now, that I can praise now, that I can dance now. But then Psalm 34, one says, I will bless the Lord at all times. And His praises shall continually be in my mouth. So what that means is the tempo of your song right now may not be a dancing tempo. That you may have sickness in your body. You may have situations in your family, in your marriage, your finances. The tempo may not be a dancing tempo. But God is still good. That He continually deserves the praises. That we shall bless the Lord at all times. And so when you get to look at the face of the tempo of your song and say... I've got a God that is greater. I'm looking at something that is strong, but I'm going to bless the Lord. The tempo may be slow, but I'm dancing anyway. I may be sick. I may be hurting, but I'm stepping forward in faith. I'm believing God is moving. God is healing. And so right now, you may have a sickness in your body. You may have a need that God is needing to move in. But I want to know who is going to say this morning that my tempo may not be a dancing tempo right now. I'm walking out of this place dancing. I'm walking out of this place rejoicing. I'm walking out of this place healed, delivered, restored right now. So if you have any need, I encourage you to walk forward. Ministers will anoint you with oil and pray with you and over you. And we're going to call on the name, the only name that can save, the only name that can heal, the only name. And we're going to bind together as a family. We're going to bind together church believing in healing so father right now I pray for every single need in this place every single spirit mind body every situation God that you need to move God I pray that we allow you to step inside we allow you to move deliver and restore right now and have your way in Jesus name From the inside, from the inside. 
for your glory I was created oh in my life he lifted high in our world oh God be lifted high in our love Oh, 
church guys we want you to lift his high all I want Today our mission pledge is due, so make sure you have that turned in if you are looking to turn it in. And then in March, we have North Texas Youth Convention. It's the March 7th through the 8th, and we're coming back home on the 9th. It's going to be in Plano, Texas, so if you, you're a student, you're planning to go. If you're a parent and you're wanting your student to go, get in contact with us so we can get um, info to you, group messages made and uh, everything for that. So that's March 7th and the 8th, coming home on the 9th. And then on the 10th is going to be Daylight Savings. It begins, we are springing forward, and uh, we're excited about that. And then on the 10th as well is going to be Youth Sunday. So make sure you are there on our evening service at 6 p.m. for Youth Sunday. And if our ushers could come, we're gonna take our tithes and our offering today. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here in your presence together. I pray you bless what's given and bless the giver. Anoint the word and anoint us to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen.
God bless you as you're seated today. So thrilling to see each of you and to sense the appetite in this building. And God has already paraded himself into this place. So happy to have Brother Proctor with us. And I want to take this microphone over here so he can say a word or more. Praise the Lord, everyone. Well, it's, I was glad when they said it to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I got up, got ready this morning, and uh, just been, of course, all of y'all know I've been occupied for quite a while with Vicky. Vicky called me yesterday. She, she can't use a phone, so they dialed for her, and she, bless her heart and her little old mind, and, and she said, uh, John, who's in the house? I said, there's nobody in the house. John, you better go check and see. There's somebody in there, and I don't know them, and you don't either. I said, Vicky, I'm in the house. I was starting to feel like I was in an Alfred Hitchcock movie. And I said, honey, there's nobody here. She said, then she just changed the subject. But watching how God is taking care of things, I thought about the house of the Lord this morning. Paul said, forsaken not the assembling of yourselves together in the manner such have as the day of the Lord hath now approached. You know, we're a team. We had a situation on the job the other day and I was talking to the principal. He said something I really like to hear. He said, I don't like to hear people say it's not my job. You know, the team is for the team. It's everybody's job. It's not just a pastor. It's not just a praise singer. It's the people in the, in the pew. It's all of our job to pull this thing together and have a great move of God. And the Lord is doing great things in Paris. I'm telling you, we got a family here from Maryland looking for a church and they've already contacted me twice. They got a 14 and a 15 year old daughter and I said, got a great youth pastor, got a great pastor, great church. They said, we're coming. I'm telling you folks, they're coming because God is gonna send a great harvest. Praise the Lord. I'm excited about that and I cannot appreciate God's hand in what's going on in our world. I'd like for us to move into an area today that hopefully will sensitize the idea of you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and to your job. Oh, they use the term uttermost parts of the earth. And so today, it is my high honor to be among people that truly care about the neighbors and the owners of businesses and the people that are leading our world at school in job settings, in <clears throat> areas in which we frequent. And so today I want us to pray one more time a simple prayer. God, give me the faith to accept my future. Father, I pray for my faith to accept what you've got coming. I pray for my faith to reach out 
to the tomorrows and that your government will govern my life in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> it's one of the highest honors and at the same time one of the most horrifying experiences to try to lead people to heaven. There are so many entertainment factors. There are so many connections with earth and life on earth that uh, we just have this general tendency to want to live as long as we can enjoy this earth and a tendency to do it the way we want to do it. And so God gives us parallel powers and parallel situations throughout his word. So today I want to talk about several things, but the basic thing I want to talk about is the parade that you are creating in your life. People watch us, and uh, they know who we are, and they ought to know who we are, and they ought to watch us because we are called as children of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, walking uprightly in holiness and godliness, eschewing evil, it should show amongst the dark areas of life. So I want to go through this as carefully, as quickly as possible. I wish you would just say it to yourself, if not out loud. I'd like for everybody just to say it good and loud. I am a parade. People smell you. They watch you. They d decide if they like you right up front. And uh, they qualify you because... Uh, well, maybe some of you have even noticed yourself doing that to people walking through a store. You don't know what more all that. Of course, they don't hear us, but we know what we were saying. So I want to talk about a parade. A parade is is a exhibition. It is something really in powerful setting. This small but quick look is a gay concert setting. The carnival in Rio de Janeiro held every before every uh, year before Lent. It is considered the biggest carnival in the world with two million people per day in the streets first carnival festival in Rio occurred in 1723. The typical Rio carnival parade is filled with revelers, floats, adornments from numerous samba schools, which are located in Rio, more than 200 approximately, divided into five leagues. A samba school is composed of a collaboration of local neighbors that want to attend the carnival with some kind of regional and geographical common background. 
you got this menagerie of things that are appealing to life. The Madrid Pride Parade, sodomites, billions of dollars. When you study what has happened and what is going on, God's people, we care about this happening to our world. It is not an easy thing to realize without a question. I didn't get this from United Pentecostal Church headquarters. This is the world's contribution to allowing this crazy, weird lifestyle that is trying to take over. There's another setting in which the masses, do you think they're convenient? Do you think they're really having a convenient time just standing surrounded by each other and all of that? They're crowded up. They're heat. They're hot. There's just so many things. Not everybody likes each other. They're just, it, it's a weird world. It was never intended to be a weird world. It was always God's intent to have a people that could really enjoy life, enjoy each other. You're living in a world. California, the largest city, leading life to whatever. Look at what's going on in the pride thing. Look at the world and the situation that's going on. They are parading raw flesh, sin, negatives, and our kids are watching it on TV. If ever in the past TV was a threat, to the sanity of Holy Ghost and godly living, it is a threat now. Our children don't know what we know about all that. Guard your heart, the Bible said, from all evil. Our children get to watch all of that stuff. If ever there was a history that TV was damaging to the mind, to the heart. Well, guess what? The world put a parade on a lot of things. They paraded this and they paraded that and it looked enticing. They parade food, they parade cars, they parade sports events and that's enticing. And the body of carnality gets all excited about doing that kind of stuff. It's amazing the parade power. When you see a crowd doing something, it must be okay. When you see a crowd doing it this way, it must not be too bad. It is going to take strong preaching in this generation and strong prayers in this generation and strong wills in this generation 
to rise up against the powers of hell and say we refuse to let you invade our kids. We refuse to let you invade our church services. We refuse to let you invade our minds. We refuse to let you invade our habits. We refuse to let you get us excited about things that are going to corrupt. We refuse to not serve God, we are going to serve the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. There's no room going to be left for the devil to get in the door of our thinking, of our spiritual nature. We are not going to put up with that. Nobody but Jesus, the blood, the word, and the spirit then give us the strength to bring that to a, a, a possible and an opportunity. The possibility and opportunity of the church of Christ is now. Look at this setting also from out in San Francisco area. And they think that we're weird because we dress appropriately to our sex, women with good conduct and actions exhibiting their thrill of being a lady by dressing and talking and acting like one. We're not as crazy as they may think. I can tell you the bedlam that is going on in the homes of those people that have had the parade on their television and their videos that keeps desensitizing their spiritual nature of the nine fruit of the spirit and desensitizing their need for prayer every day, praying to Jesus Christ. Don't let me get calloused. Don't let my mind get corrupted. I refuse to watch the parade of people and then praise them because they are leading our children and our world into a darker demise. I am thanking God right now for the house of God more than ever before that we can get to the house of God and get our wicks trimmed and our lamps burning bright and we go back out there and say there's another way there's another choice there's another glory the glory of getting a model on you I mean a, 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 a symbol on your fireplace of you hitting a ball or you throwing a pass or all of that I'm not against us having some good days but I'm against us getting more excited about that world than this world that altar means everything that word means everything that blood means everything the Holy Ghost means everything godliness and righteousness and holiness mean everything it's going to take us through this world and out of this world and I wish some of you men would stand up right now if you're following me and praise his name for his matchless glory and his obvious victory he is already there and he's waiting on us to get there the saddest epitaph to me is there are buildings that claim or proclaim to be the parade 
the light of the world when in fact you have many religious organizations now that same-sex marriage is okay. That, that all grace takes care of it and you're just saved. And they have obviously not studied the word saved in the Bible because the Bible says come out and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean things, and you will be my disciples, and I will lead you into paths of power, saving you from paths of weakness. There is limited to no change in lifestyle or growing in grace and in knowledge in many what we call religious situations. The consistent moderation of doctrines and lifestyle living need a renewal in God's parade. God wants to parade you ladies as ladies. God wants to parade you men as men. And God wants you young people or younger people to be paraded as followers of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We don't need just services. We need services that transform. Services that renew. Those are straight out of the book. Apostolic lifestyle and apostolic lifestyle has always meant I'm going to the house of praise. I'm going to the house to pray. I'm going to the house to get the bread. I'm going to the house. And there ought to be every time we come to this house that we leave something on ourselves here at the altar. And I don't mean you have to come to the front. I'm talking about wherever the altar is. And there ought to be a dose of bread. And us preachers are responsible to make sure that the bread, the word of God, is the bread of life and that we are responsible to make sure you hear something from that word because there are nourishments and nutritions in the spiritual arena. <clears throat> Let's observe the parades in the Old Testament. The day that you're living in Pretty much anybody, not in this assembly particularly, but pretty much anybody don't mind spending a few minutes watching junk on TV. Movies and all of the other. Don't be surprised and don't get mad at your kids if you bring that mess into your house. If they go out and fornicate and commit adultery and are bearing children before, make sure you didn't introduce them to adultery on the television. Make sure you didn't give them situations in movies that had adulterous settings that stir up the masculine or the feminine gender to a place, maybe that's why I'm not happy. 
There is a revival. God is knocking on the door and saying, if you will let me in, I will come in and I will cleanse the temple from the eyes to the feet, the, how you see and where you go. I will cleanse you and you will feel joy unspeakable and full of glory. Don't expect joy unspeakable and full of glory if you're participating in all of the things I am trying to help us to be very aware of. It's not about do I like the preacher. It's do I love God enough to listen to a preacher that will tell the truth. It's not enough to go to a house where you get the... That's not it. We ought to be doing that because we are walking on water, because we are above the problems. We are living above being drowned in all of this iniquity that's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, the United Pentecostal Church building ought to be the safest place anybody can go and get ministry and get love and get kindness and get forgiveness and get joy and get peace and get glory there ought to be a spirit of victory when they walk in the door and everybody walking through the halls there ought to be something I've been with Jesus and I'm so happy I can feel him in my soul with love he bought me and with power in the Holy Ghost he sought me and there I live my life. Could somebody praise him with a loud voice? Jericho. What a parade. It didn't look like everything was going to go all right. It didn't look like you could have the kind of revival they had. But through faith and obedience, they had a revival in Jericho that was not rivaled in our history as far as a whole city. The glory of God broke down all of the things that were trying to uh, impede the progress of God's work. Abraham against the armies of Shinar. Israelites fight the Amalekites. And I put these up there so that you can just maybe make mention of them in your own perfect, uh, personal uh, studies and looks. The Israelites fight the Amalekites. The Amalekites were a pitiful people, but they were still a nuisance. And that nuisance uh, was continually bothering the people of God but the Amalekites had to be overcome. Israel opposes the Midianites and the Moabites in Numbers 31, 1 through 11. Ladies and gentlemen, God has paraded himself through many people, through many few settings Two or where two or three are gathered together in my name. He said, I will be there in the midst of them. 
I can tell you if you're having a trouble, if you're having a bad day, you ought to be able to call across town and get one or two of your brothers or sisters on the phone with you or to bend and bow over there where they're at and set a revival fire burning where the, the glory of the Lord, the victory of the Lord, glory means victory. And where the glory of the Lord rises up and all of a sudden the phone rings again and says, I just got a touch of heaven. I just got a glory. I just got a victory. I just saw the light. I just felt released from that burden and that passion of the world. I have found the way, the bright and shining way. I'm in the glory land way. I am hallelujah. I'm not giving up. Preach to me, pastor. Preach to me, evangelist. Preach to me, mama. Preach to me, daddy. Don't let me go to hell. I've tried to tell you that when you read Luke 16 that hell may not be as bad as you think because I'm watching too many people that go to churches across America and they're living in hell at home. They can't even get along with themselves. They have to take all kind of drugs to try to get loose from themselves. They have to try to take all kind of alcohol to get loose from themselves. You're not getting loose. You're just getting further bound. It's just another tourniquet around your spiritual life. When you try to find a way through drugs and through alcohol and through same-sex marriage and through all of the other, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not planning on letting more up. I'm planning on parading the Holy Ghost. I'm planning on a parade of you walking out of this building, walking with your shoulders square and say, I am in the way, the bright and shining way. I'm in the glory land way. I'm telling you, I got to dance any time of the day. I got to shout a praise any time of the day. I am not held back by all the stupefaction of the things going on. I've been set free. I can look up every day and say Jesus I thank you for another day I thank you instead of oh my God I'm going through so much hell get over it get over it get over it get over it pray yourself out of it I wish we'd pray for every backslider you don't have to name them I just pray right now I wish you'd plead the blood of Jesus for about one minute God, help us to find our backslidden brothers and sisters. Help us to parade ourselves in love. Parade ourselves in a sense of victory so they know there is still a victory. There is still a glory. There is still a power. Let's look at David and Goliath just sense for a minute this young lad that God uses a parade of a small boy against what looks like a formidable foe and all the rest of the crowd sitting back in the back wishing somebody would come around and a kid comes So you don't have to be old to have victory. You don't have to be in the church business and with God 
to have a victory, to have a peace, to have a joy. What happens that creates the disturbance is when we let the world in. The carnal concepts of life. Well, I don't know why I can't get over this. When you've got one foot in the world and one foot in the church, a divided heart cannot make it. You will not know which foot to lift up because your brain will be satisfying both worlds. A double-minded man is unstable in, in what? All of his ways. One day serving flesh, one day serving God's not going to get it done. This rapture thing is real. It's just as real as your next breath. Holiness is not an option for the people that want to go to heaven. Holiness is cleanse your heart and your mind from all. Discipline is the way we dress the way we talk. We don't curse, we don't lie, and we don't try to dress in a way that would be sexually attractive. We dress with moderation. We talk with moderation. We live in moderation. We're not getting very many amens. I don't know what's going on. I do know what's going on. Most of you are just uh, nodding your head and blinking your eyes a lot. On and on, the parade lives. The day you were born, you was a parade. You may have just been lying, lying there kicking, but I promise you some people were going by watching the parade. And I promise you, they watch in the parade when we walk out the door of this church and they see what we got. And if we don't have a bigger, brighter, glorious parade than they do down the street, don't blame them for not coming back. You say, Pastor, this is hard preaching. Did I tell you we're going to live forever somewhere? Did I tell you I really believe that or I wouldn't care? I'm not here to pacify and put a, a pacifier in somebody's mouth or brain. I've seen too many people pacified by little bitty things and they still go on kicking and screaming and backbiting and, and saying all kind of stuff. No, no, let not your good be evil spoken of, he said. It's good to get the Holy Ghost. It's good to dress godly. But when your good turns into sour good, it's not real good. May we look at the parades of God, sense and parade. And, and, and let, me, let me tell you the way I see this whole picture. Parade is a witness. Be a witness. That's the parade. Witness why you're here. Witness what you're doing. 
Witness about why you go to the house of God. Witness why you pray, pray and fast and study the word of God and then put your feet in the word of God and walk in the straight and the narrow way. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real deal. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We begin by learning the truths of God that the Holy Ghost will raise us up as needed. The power of the Holy Ghost. I, I, I see a, a, a generation of pe people that if we're not careful, they just get the Holy Ghost. They're born and they expect somebody to rock them to sleep every, day, every time they go to church or to oh, give them a little fruit to, so that they feel good for a little while and all of that. No, 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 no. The preaching of the word actually brings pressure to our lives and it calls us away from something and it calls us into something and it lifts us up into something and keeps us from going downward. This is not like a little bitty thing that I, I want to go and I want to get what I want and if I don't get what I want, I'll go find me another little nest or a nipple. I'm here to preach to somebody that we need to help our world. We are here to upgrade the spiritual economy and the only way to do it is to parade ourselves. Brother John, have you got enough energy in you to parade your worship around one row of these benches? Anybody want to follow him? He's got a wife laying over here in the setting of weakness. Is there anybody who wants to join him and say, Brother John, we're with you, brother. We're not just going to be looking over your way. We're going to walk around with you. We're worshipers of the faith. We love the faith. We love the word. We love the holiness. We love the godliness. We love the victory. We live to live, the, live that way. We're not just going through a routine. We're here to strengthen one another. Brother Billy, hang on, brother. Get one of your arms up. Brother Billy, Trinata, raise your right arm. There's some people here that love you. They're praying for you. They're believing God for you. They're glorifying God to keep this thing going. We're not just going to go to the house of God. We're going to get fresh bread. We're going to get fresh wine. We're going to get the glory, the victory going. Oh, hallelujah. That's it, Brother Brown. Oh, I feel revival coming to Paris. I sense a revival coming to Lamar County. I sense a revival and a restoration that's going to happen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Coach, there's no telling what you're going to do for those boys uh, this coming basketball game. Hated I had to miss that one the other night, but things came up. But I'm here to tell you that this world, uh, do they have to be disciplined to, to play on your team? Uh, do you have to correct them sometimes? I've seen some looks on your face that said you were. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're in this together. That's my brother just as much as the rest of you are my brother. 
Coach Foy and I have a great relation started way back yonder years ago. And that's because uh, that something was commuted between us and it just stayed alive and he left town and I found out he was back and I found him again and he found me and he's had me over there giving Bible illustrations to students at school. Well, I don't know if that's why he brought me over there, but he got to share it. Did you catch some of those? That trust factor? Man, was that on the porch over to, what, what was that, the Methodist group? Yeah. Uh, they, if y'all want to get some good food during, what, wait, what's the time that they can go get that food? 1130 to 1. I'm telling you, it, it, those people are doing that to help these college students get through. It's amazing some of the beautiful things that are going on. Study to show ourselves approved of God, this marvelous ability to parade the Lord our God in our daily life. That parade of spiritual strength organizing our hands with our mouth and our mouth with our actions and etc. One mind, one faith, one Lord and and. The unity of the faith, is, it's just all such a powerful thing. Our children and neighbors seeing this kind of marriage next door to them, they're going to get the idea. Marriage can be the greatest thing. But if they happen to see or hear somebody screaming at one another next door, they may want to run. Our children and neighbors are watching, parading the witness in His glory as the light of God in this world. Light is on the parade list. We call it witnessing. But the real idea is to parade your life. If I got up here and preached the best sermon in the world and the parade or the witness of my character were not anywhere close to what I'm preaching... Most nobody would come back with tithe. I hope you don't judge me by one mistake. Keep the tithes going. It's the only way we can keep this building alive and keep him pastor for eating. Darkness cannot. Somebody say, cannot run light out. I don't care how much dark deeds you have done. If you turn Jesus on in your mind, dark has to flee. Because the devil is the power structure of darkness. When you're not able to figure out a way to move forward, look into the word, pray the word, and ask God to give you wisdom in that moment and he will let somebody come to you or somebody say something that will be a word to you. Light will chase out darkness and it will do it most of the time immediately. The only thing that will keep light from chasing dark out immediately is when we don't decide to align ourselves with the word. You can get momentary freedom 
from something and, and, and feel like, well, it, it's all behind me. Not unless you change your lifestyle. And the word is the way. And it's the spirit that parades daily life. The opportunity of the bride of Christ is to give him, the Lord God of heaven, the thrill he must experience, <clears throat> pardon me, when he went to Calvary. Whosoever come unto me and is baptized in my name and filled with my spirit, will I hold out the arms and fight for them in the church. Those arms and that blood and those stripes was a technological, spiritual power source that nobody else can produce. It was and it is the Lord God Almighty. God, sensing the future, placed himself in a position of responsibility. It is his responsibility, sir. It is his responsibility, ma'am, to make sure you've got an altar. It is his responsibility to make sure that if you go that far, there is somebody somewhere that will baptize you in the name that's the only name, the Bible said, among men whereby you must be saved. Father is not a name. Son is not a name. That's a title. You can't cash a check writing Father. I don't care how many dollars you got in the bank. You write Father on it and go find out. There's no authority in the title Father. There's no authority in the title son, but there is all power in heaven and in earth in the name of Jesus. And this is what he said. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Christ is Lord. Could you do it right now? Confess he is your Lord. He is your God. He is your coming King. He is your coming Messiah. He is everything. The Spirit of Christ, I just, it's just a marvel. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to themselves. Go ahead and say it. Huh? Brother Jim, are you the only one that knows that? Would you stand up and say it? Is that a pluralized pronoun? No. That is a oneness message. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. The parade is, was his life and power. He walked through all kinds of crowds and situations where people railed on him, made light of him. And guess who most of it came from? The religious crowd. 
And what is so sad to me is that that religious crowd couldn't tell the difference and much of the religious crowd you're walking with can't seem to tell the difference. When a church naming the name of Christ satisfies its children with same-sex marriage, there is a, pray, a major issue going on within the gates of that me, people. But we're not going to get mad. I'm preaching hard because you and I are going to have to stand in the gap and say, look, we love you. I don't care how much sexual problem, problems you've had. I don't care how much theft you've done. We all were sinners and came short of the glory of God. But thanks be unto God, he called us out of the world and said, Brother Paul, would you come unto me? Brother Paul, would you come unto me? Man, you, if you knew how much I'm about to give you. Oh, you wouldn't come, I see now. you don't want to. Brother Paul's always wanting to give to me. But God wants to give you today a blessing. Something that will make you walk out of this building. I'm so glad I went to the house of God. I got that stuff washed out of my mind. I got that stuff washed out of my mind. I got that stuff washed out of my mind. I know that nothing now is impossible with you. It may take you a few days to go ahead and get everything together, but I know now I can count on you. You have been here. You were here. You came and you went through every situation we would ever go through, and you are my light, and you are my love, and you are my protection and you are my imagery I want to be like you would you pray for this city that God would get a hold of our city through us and create an appetite when Zion travails I wish somebody that could travail for just about two minutes here it not to be hard to work it up a travail for our city for our county, for our governments. Oh, God. Oh, God. We cry out to you. We don't want our city going to hell. We don't want another child born that's going to go to hell. We don't want any of that stuff. We want to raise up an anthem. We want to raise up a voice. We want to raise up a life. We want to raise up a conversation that will attract people back to the house of God. Few applauded him. But he led the parade of life from the cradle to the ascension. His world was not filled with people that were so full. He said, I came to put judgment in place. Can you imagine seeing such God through his spirit, the Holy Ghost? offers us the privilege of power and I'm reading it just like it's written in the Bible unto salvation. Just because you get the Holy Ghost doesn't mean you're going to use it. 
it's the power of God unto salvation. And if you need to call me, please feel free. I got all the information you will ever need concerning what I just said. Would never bring it to this pulpit if I didn't know what I was talking about. It's the power of God unto salvation. It is the spirit that will quicken your body. But if you have allowed the spirit to die out or to become lukewarm, there is a narrow chance to be in the resurrection. In this, we parade our love for him, for our neighbor, and continue to parade overcoming life to all around. It just, it, it's one of the most, I don't know, anchor things that gets a hold of me when I see people that have gotten the Holy Ghost and don't know how to use it to get through a gruesome experience. That's not uncommon to have real problems. He said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that have come to try you. That scripture is just as real as Acts 2.38. It don't have the validity or the depth of Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38 gets you into it. But the same situation is going on over here. Same God and the same spirit that created it. The witness theory is not just a theory. It is a testimony and a light to those who sit in darkness. The real continues to work. God has not taken the real truth out of this world. Right now there are places that you can get truth but how many of you know if, if, if all you had was a hand and you didn't have an arm there would be no flexibility nor any ability to get this up. That's why you trust in the Word because the Word was God and the Word became flesh, Jesus. And so as much of the Word as you put into your mind, the Spirit, Holy Ghost, reaches into your computer up here and pulls out a truth that says, oh, there's the way to live. There's the way to treat people. There's the way. He is the way, the truth, and the light. The Holy Ghost illuminates the path. The Holy Ghost reveals the word, and the spirit of truth begins to empower the body, and the body can walk through all of the travesties of life. Oh, I guess we're through. If it's convenient at all, would you pray with somebody close to you? Because where one prays and then joins with another, it multiplies the energy of the Holy Ghost in this house. If there's anybody in the house that don't have the Holy Ghost, You've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We've got wonderful place back here for you to put on a robe 
and get baptized. The Bible makes it clear, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I trust we will come back to this service tonight praying, having thought about what God is wanting to do through us and in us and realizing that this world is depending on his body in the earth. If you just want to come down and pray for the lost, if you want to come down and just pray and get renewed in the Holy Ghost, there's not anything more valid than walking out of here washed and then be in a parade this whole week, knowing that the world around us knows we go to an apostolic setting and they want to see the difference. They deserve to see the difference. They ought to feel the difference. They ought to sense what our conversations are. Could we stand together and pray? And would you pray for your pastor that he never, never becomes lukewarm in his parade on this pulpit. And the parade he shows in the city. Let's pray one for another. Go ahead and sing. I pray that you stir up the gift, as the Bible said. Prayer stirs up the gift. God, I refuse to walk out into a needy world with limitations and limited knowledge. I refuse to go out into a dark world and not be able to tell them that I was a sinner. I can tell you. Hallelujah.
the giant that marked the living God. My faith is stood in power, but that giant had to fall. The Israelite people will rival thy wall. But when the people shouted, that wall it had to fall, cause there was a song.